This is Food First Michigan on 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone and thanks for listening. I have made my livelihood for most of my adult life as a public speaker. Every job I've ever had required it. If you speak in public, you are destined to say something stupid. I've done it and will probably do it again and hopefully not today on the show. Once I had to present a man who was retiring a gift. He had worked in the organization for a very long time and he was a bit contrary and stubborn. He wasn't easy to work with, and he wasn't very effective either, so everybody was pretty happy he was retiring. But in my role as the leader, I had to speak about him and present him a gift. So what was I to do? I walked out on the stage and said, I would like to invite Bill up to the stage. We have a gift for Bill who's been serving and is retiring after 40 years. What could I say about Bill that wasn't a lie, but in some way not embarrass him or me or the organization? So I grabbed Bill's hand and I said to the crowd, this man, Bill, has been a pillar of this organization for 40 years. Now I ask, a pillar, I tell you, you should give him a round of applause. And they did. And I walked off the stage and with integrity intact, and my responsibility accomplished. Now I ask you, what does a pillar do? It holds things up. And Bill had held up progress for 40 years in this organization. He was a pillar, all right, but not the kind that supports, that kind that holds things up. Today, we celebrate a leader who has supported work across the state of Michigan like few others. She is not only a pillar who supports, she is the kind of pillar you can build upon story after story. She is Carolyn Bloodworth, recently retired Executive Director of Corporate Giving for the Consumers Energy Company. She is no stranger to our show, and she brought along with her Kathy Wilson, her successor at Consumers, and today we are talking about Carolyn's legacy regarding her impact on our work at the Food Bank Council and Kathy's plans to continue to move the work forward with consumers. Carolyn Bloodworth, Kathy Wilson, and the irrepressible Jerry Brisson join me next on this edition of Food First Michigan. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being with us. As promised, uh, Carolyn Bloodworth and Kathy Wilson are our guests today. Jerry? This is such a bittersweet show for me. I have known Carolyn for I don't know how many years. I, I, I Maybe I had hair when we met. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, you know, we're going to celebrate uh, your retirement and, and, you know, what's next? What's the next chapter for you? We're going to welcome Kathy into her role, filling those huge shoes 
Uh, but I have to say, of all the people I've encountered in this work, Carolyn, you have been one of my favorites and certainly one of the greatest champions uh, that we've worked with to create a food secure state. So, you know, that's a long hello, but it's heartfelt. And uh, and uh, as I say, we're happy to have you on the show, even though for me, it's like, oh, man. Oh, man is right. Thank you so much. You're going to make me cry before I even get started. <laughs> well, it's it's easy to talk about you, um, Carolyn. And, um, and, and Kathy, I know that You've watched Carolyn do this work, and uh, we're excited for you and your your place and role in uh, as the executive director for corporate giving at Consumers Energy. And um, you know, I I often tell the story. I had the privilege to speak at one of Carolyn's retirement uh, events. You know, I think she gets a retirement month is the way it's working out here, but. Um, I got to do that just recently, and and I said then, and I want to say here, Carolyn, that, uh, you know, we define a friend as someone who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. And when the pandemic hit, I tell the story about you several times, but it bears repeating that, you know, we were scrambling. We didn't know what we were up against. We didn't know what we were going to do. Kids were not going to school. Work was shutting down, and my phone rings. And I look down at it, and it has Carolyn's uh, name and her face. And I, when I answered, it was like a a calm. It was like, it's going to be okay. And Carolyn said to me, Dr. Phil, help me understand what the food banks need to help Michigan through this. And normally people are always calling you. <laughs> they're, calling, they're calling you guys for help. But you were proactive and reached out to me first, and I think that is truly the definition of a friend. Well, it's been um, such a tremendous honor and privilege, and I think the time that we've spent together prior to the pandemic and my service on the Food Bank Council board many, many years ago, I think it just trained me to know who really is going to be that helper, and I knew where to go when we were looking for ways to provide the best help that we could, too. Well, it certainly helped, um, and it calmed me down quite a bit, which I needed calming down at that time. (laughs) (laughs) We have several techniques for that, but that's a different show. (laughs) Well, you know, that began the era of being overwhelmed with opportunity, you know, and it hasn't let up much since. But, you know, I guess, Carolyn, if you could talk a little bit about – some of your you you mentioned you served on the the food bank council board of directors at one time but you've served on a lot of boards and um and you know we've served together on the Michigan Nonprofit Association board of directors what are some of the highlights for you that you've seen as serving as the executive director for corporate giving at Consumers Energy Oh wow that's um that's pretty that's a pretty loaded question, but it, you're not the first to ask and it's taken me a minute to think through that. Um, I would say the highlights that service piece um, giving is of course all about philanthropy, but philanthropy also includes volunteerism and I think about the highlights and I think about what's happening in Michigan and I think about the amazing um, cadre of volunteers that we have all across the state, and I'm especially proud of all the consumers' energy volunteers. They're so actively involved in their communities and giving back. 
but I think about things that I'm proud of in the role that I had for about 30 of my 42 years. Um, I think about being able to provide assistance to people in need. Um, I, I looked back at some of our records before I retired and um, saw where we were there at the beginnings of 211, hmm. you know, that call for help. We were at the beginning of Michigan Benefits Access when all of that came together. And I remember being at the table hearing about, well, we have this great plan. So anybody in need could call this number or they could get access to resources that they need. And that all ties to food. It very much ties to food and hunger. And I think about our support for United Way. And there's a lot of hunger components to United Way. And that still is today. I'm already thinking today, I'm not going to be at the office. I'm not going to be there this month as we launch a United Way campaign. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it very much. But I know my coworkers are going to step up again. I also think about the way that we've been able to um, inspire communities to continue that great progress. I think about a lot of economic development support and trying to grow Michigan and mm. how much the state has changed and, and grown and built um, built out. And I think about driving around the state and seeing all these wonderful buildings and these wonderful assets that we have and so many communities that really make these communities thrive. And I'm just so incredibly proud. And then I think about a lot of our educational support. Uh, we did a lot of work in, in um, pre-K, a lot of early childhood support, knowing how important that is to get kids off on that right first start so they can succeed in school. And so I think about all of that. And then I just spent um, the Labor Day weekend over at my lake, um, I, <laughs> Lake Michigan, of course, for everyone else, but it's my lake. <laughs> and you think about the beauty of Michigan, and I think about all the things that we've been able to do and to accomplish um, to maintain that beauty and, you know, pristine waters and beautiful, you know, beautiful beaches and sand dunes. And you think about um, the protection of so much very delicate and important land. Um, it's just really, there's just so much pride. And I think about all the things, there's just so very much to be proud of. I couldn't have done it without an amazing company, amazing leadership throughout the years, and just the best coworkers ever. So when you think about all these things, and you've listed a whole bunch here, you know, what comes to my mind is, how do you prioritize all of that? How do you spend 42 years prioritizing what to support? Well, that's a, that's a really great question. Um, well, we follow in what the company prioritizes. And so the company, through the years, it's funny, the, the foundation always had priorities that were primarily around people, planet, and Michigan's prosperity. They just might have been called different things. And we've maintained that priority um, all throughout these years, and it's very consistent with the company's priorities. So that's pretty easy. Um, we, we're focused on our customers, consumers' energy, and what is best and most important for our customers. And it's not just residential customers who are trying to put food on the table or have transportation to get to work or have the education to be able to work, but we also want to make sure those communities are strong. And so those priorities really played a big role in how we could decide on what we would need to fund and what we needed to support. I will say as as you know someone who's talked with you about this for for many years that what you just said has been my absolute experience of you when when we've talked about even during the pandemic you called because your customers were going to need help. 
mm-hmm. right? And yes, there's a general altruism to it, for sure. You're just a very kind person and caring for whoever. But I certainly know that you recognize that that there's a lot of people in the community who need a little help. And with a little help, they can make a huge difference for everybody in the community. And so uh, so the idea, people, planet, and prosperity, and understanding what's best for your customers, I, it so resonates with my experience of you. I, I just think those are wonderful priorities. It, the um, company made it very easy for me in that regard, that is for sure. And um I think having a clear set of goals makes life a lot easier and clearer for everyone to be able to to support as well. Because in many times we've been able to do really great things. We've also had to tell a lot of people we can't help them. Yeah, It's not because they weren't important or wonderful projects. It's just we only had so much to go around. So we tried to make sure we could do the most with what little we had. Well, Carolyn, my, my, one of my mentors has a saying, and he says, uh, success without a successor isn't truly success. And it sounds like we have a pretty exciting opportunity with Kathy stepping in uh, to this leadership role. She's Kathy Wilson. And Kathy, we're going we're gonna to save you for after the break. We're going to take just a quick break here and come right back with Kathy Wilson, our new executive director for the corporate giving at Consumers Energy, Carolyn Bloodworth, who just recently retired. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight, and the four of us are back with you in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Carolyn Bloodworth, Kathy Wilson, Jerry Brisson, myself, Dr. Phil Knight. And um, Carolyn, let me throw this to you because um, we want to talk to Kathy about her life and experience and how she was drawn to this position. But why don't you take an opportunity to tell us about Kathy yourself? Oh, I love that. Well, I couldn't be more proud and more excited. Um, So Kathy has been my colleague, my coworker, and my friend for the entire time she's been with Consumers Energy. She is a most caring individual um, and a very incredible professional. She brings a great experience, and I'll let her share all of that with you. But she has a passion for Michigan and cares deeply about coworkers and what's right for Michigan, which is what really made my heart sing when I learned that Kathy was going to be the person to take this role, because that was probably one of the most um, challenging concerns that I had when I made the decision to retire is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because we've worked for a long time building this incredible um, footprint for the foundation and for the company. And I know it's not based on one person, but you need somebody to, to, to drive the ship and you need somebody to quarterback some of the activities. And it means so much to me that Kathy was the individual that was chosen to do that. All right, Kathy, we get to hear from you now. How hard was that to listen to someone just laud you like that? Uh, It was um, very encouraging, and I remember when I joined the company about 22 years ago, and my boss at the time, I started off in our state governmental affairs area, 
uh, Jackie Haddon said, um, you know, one of the first persons you need to meet is Carolyn Bloodworth. And mm-hmm. I remember Carolyn uh, came to Lansing, uh, took me to lunch, and she sat me down and walked through all that the company does, the, the foundation, our corporate giving, volunteerism. And it was like a cementing moment for me about why I joined uh, Consumers Energy, just for all the good and the impact that they make in the communities. That's exciting. Well, you know, I think that conversation, uh, who knew back then that it would lead to today? And when you read your bio, Kathy, it's pretty exciting. I mean, the time you spent uh, understanding state government, and certainly in regard to food security, we understand that there's a role for you know, the public, there's a role for the private, and there's a role for the person uh, in or, all of our efforts to address and create a food secure state. And certainly you have that background for many of the endeavors of consumers, but particularly for those of us who are working in the pursuit of a food secure state. So I, I guess let me be the first to say welcome, at least the first on this show, <laughs> to, to say welcome to you as the executive director for corporate giving. And, and you also, I note, serve as the secretary treasurer for the Consumers Energy Foundation. And, um, you know, I'm I'm excited for you when I read your your background and and what you'll bring to this position. And it, it seems it seems pretty exciting to me. Thank you. You know, I was, um, you know, worked in public policy and state criminal affairs uh, for a long time. But, you know, in thinking about this opportunity, uh, you know, Carolyn and I and others who work with us, you know, it's they're big shoes to fill. And um, so we've been using the term succession, not necessarily that I can fill these very big shoes. I mean, Carolyn really set the pathway for our foundation being there at its inception. And um, just thinking about um, the work that Consumers Energy does in the philanthropy space, you know, it's similar to some of the work that I did in governmental affairs. It's really about building a network and relationships and um, really trying to do public policy for the good of the state. But mm-hmm. now I get to work with, um, you know, sort of the nonprofit sector and work on identifying what are the needs and where can consumers' energy continue to make an impact and a difference in the you know lives of our of individuals of Michigan and for the state as a whole. You know, one of the things that we say internally on our team is when we when we ask for support, we basically ask from the perspective of if we're not the best gift you can make you should give to someone else. You should give to that place that's the best gift you can make. And if everybody keeps doing that, we'll, we will support the leaders who are really doing amazing things, right? Because that's how we need to think about it. No one is entitled to philanthropic dollars. We, we have to earn the respect and trust of the people that support us. And so as as I think about people, planet, prosperity, what your customers are going through, the process for prioritizing what is the best gift you could make, and then following in Carolyn's shoes, I hope you get some rest at some point. <laughs> I, mean, I, I 
hope you can find some time to kind of say, okay, all right, okay, I can't do everything, so now what am I going to do? But how do you do that? How do you balance all of that that, that's coming at you from people who have lots of different attitudes about whether or not you should give them money and why, and staying focused on the company priorities, the foundation priorities, and also, you know, just taking care of yourself in the whole process? Yeah, um, I love sort of the focus on the self-care because um, we have that ingrained in our culture at Consumers Energy, and that is really important. And the good news is that I am not alone. Um, I have a number of coworkers um, directly on the corporate giving team uh, that help in this space. And then we have this amazing uh, community affairs team that are across the state. We have 18 uh, public affair community affairs managers that are serving on, you know, 100 different boards um, in the communities, very engaged in volunteerism, and along with all of our other coworkers that are part of the process when we, when it comes time to look at some of the grants, applications, or other things where the company has to make some decisions. And Carolyn said it, it can be really tough um, to make decisions. And sometimes the answer is not now at this point, but maybe a little, you know, later. Sometimes timing will make a difference. Um, But there's so much good work that is happening across the state. That's probably the hardest part of the job is the times where maybe we have to say, no, not this time, or no, this will not work. Yeah, uh, and and so as you again, you know, you're imagining you've you've I I I I don't know exactly how long you've been talking about. Okay, I'm going to be stepping into this, uh, and you don't have to tell you don't have to say it now. <laughs> but 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 now you're there. You're you're you know you're in the chair. What are you most excited about? What are the things that you're going? Okay, I can't wait to see progress here. Yeah, so um, I started August 1st, so I had the privilege of working alongside of Carolyn for 30 days, and our 31 days, and we um, talked about it as being sort of our dog years in trying to get (laughs) as much um, experience and get her thinking, um, understand the job responsibility, and and really getting to know uh, the team that I work directly with. And so the next 30 days, um, what is really important to me is still establishing, um, you know, the relationship with our internal team, but really going out uh, and meeting with um, what I would say the external network. So I focused a little more internally for the first 30 days, looking at, um, you know, going out and seeing a lot of the um, areas where we have made an impact, some of the, um, the giving that we've done. Right now, um, we are in the middle of our uh, Prosperity Awards, which is a signature award that we do. Um, We did the planet in the spring, uh, the people um, in uh, the summer, and now um, we are in the final stages of uh, the Prosperity Awards, signature awards that we do. So that is something I'm looking forward to doing. We had 109 applications from across the state and we have 12 uh, final projects that we'll be reviewing. I think their grant applications uh, submittals are due today. Wow. So that's that's getting right up to speed real quick? Yes. 
And like I said, I don't have to do it alone. There's a team that uh, is helping me. So I like the I like the phrase dog years. I like that. Uh, that was that you you hooked me in right there. <laughs> so <laughs> thirty one days, and we counted that as dog years. I love that. Um, I think what I love about it is how you guys are um, invested in each other's. You know. Uh, building on what Carolyn has built, and then how do you take it to the next level of of impact in these three areas of planet, people, and prosperity? So it's it's um, pretty exciting about what has happened, um, and it's also very exciting about what's what's in store, what's what's the future hold under your leadership, Kathy. So let me let me close this segment by um, by saying just a couple of things. So first I would say, Kathy, welcome and thank you for for your uh, life of service moving forward. We're excited for your leadership in this space and and we wanted to have you on to, to just share that sentiment. To Carolyn, we would simply, um, we would say that how you have invested your one handful of life and the impact it's had on on Michigan and on our space, I mean our land, our water, but even more so on the people and how you've stood in the gap for people who needed help, who didn't have a voice of their own, not only with food, but also with policy matters. You were never scared to say the hard truth and Michigan is better because of you and what you've done um, and how you've invested your handful of life and things that last longer than you and that are bigger than any of us. And so these words don't weigh enough, but they are what we have today. Carolyn Bloodworth, thank you. Thank you. Now I'm crying, really. (laughs) Well... It's a well-deserved recognition. And so, uh, you know, you're not going to get away from us too far because, you know, we, we follow you on social media and it's like playing where in the world is Carmen San Diego, but it's <laughs> where in the world is Carolyn at. So um, enjoy these days with your family and, um, and I know you'll continue to be a blessing to many people. And so uh, we'll give you the last word, Carolyn. For this, for this time together. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I sincerely appreciate the friendship that we have and the opportunity that I have had in all these years to be able to provide some kind of help to anyone, any organization, or any individual that has needed it. Um, I am deeply grateful and very blessed to work for an incredible company that is there 24 7 365 days a year and will be there after my retirement already and i know we'll continue to do wonderful things under kathy's leadership i really sincerely appreciate everything that you phil and jerry and all of the individuals involved with food banking in michigan continue to do to address hunger and hope that someday you'll have this radio show to talk about 
maybe something else. <laughs> and because hunger will be have hunger will have been tackled and addressed, and it will no longer be the issue that it is today. Well, your lips to God's it. ears. That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way we want to end this with that aspiration, because I know that we all share in that care, in that need. That's great. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, you're you're most welcome. That's Carolyn Bloodworth. Kathy Wilson, thank you both for being with us. Jerry and I are back in just a few moments. You come back and be with us, too. Food first, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry, that's Carolyn Bloodworth. I mean, I don't have any more words to say. She has been a phenomenal partner, and she loves the volunteerism. And, man, I don't know where we would be without volunteers in the food banks. Well, you know, I I like taking a minute to give tribute to people who've decided to invest their life in making other people's lives better. And and I actually think we don't give our corporate community enough credit sometimes for the ways that they step up and help the whole community and, and try to stay focused on those things that are really important to us all. And it's not to say, you know, corporate corporations don't make mistakes. They're part of the solution and part of the problem, and we all got to work together to do more and better. But certainly, Carolyn and her time at Consumers Energy has been quite an example of how corporate philanthropy can make a difference in the community. And so it's nice to, to just reflect about that for a minute and to be truly grateful for the time and effort that she's put in, but then to meet Kathy, who's who's next in line to do that same thing. I loved hearing from her these, these priorities of people, planet, and prosperity, and what's best for our customers. There's a humility in that, right? It's it's really, you know, not saying this is how great we are, but we have a responsibility to people, to the planet, and to creating prosperity in our state and to do the things that are best for our customers. I just really like that framework. And it doesn't surprise me that that's how Carolyn helped the company build an idea about how to make a difference and to know that her legacy is going to be continued. It's just very uplifting to me. Well, I, you know, I think about my, again, the quote I use from, from Maxwell about success without a successor isn't truly success. And it seems like, according to Kathy, you know, they spent at least 31 days. I don't know how many dog years that is, but <laughs> uh, they spent 31 days really uh, invest, investing in Carolyn, investing in Kathy and helping her succeed. And here's what I know about Carolyn. She will want Kathy to do better and be better than she was. Yeah. To have more yeah. impact. Um, because, you know, it was never about Carolyn. It was always about the people that we were serving, that she was serving. And I, I'm, I'm with you. The, the priorities of planet, people, and prosperity are, are, um, are pretty, pretty powerful, to stay with another P word there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I really like the emphasis on the planet, on the people, and on prosperity. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm gleaning from that myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing I'd like to point out is, didn't somebody say that was a great question? Oh, I think we should replay that just so, just so, you know, we can hear that one more time. 
How do you prioritize all of that? How do you spend 42 years prioritizing what to support? Well, that's a, that's a really great question. Um, well, we follow in what the company... That was a great question. <laughs> you know, it was a great question. But I'd, I'd like it duly noted that Carolyn said, I ask a loaded question. Now, how many of those you got, buddy? <laughs> anyway, so. doctor, I know I'm teasing and have a little fun with that, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're... We, you know, kicking me all over the field with <laughs> with how many great questions you get on our scoreboard. But, you know, hey, you get more of an opportunity to interact with the guests than I do because I'm <laughs> I'm having to, you know, man the control panel here. And, and anyway, but it uh, is true. You do have a lot of responsibility where I'm, you know, way more freewheeling. Well, There's no doubt about it. Well, you're you're my main responsibility. That's why. <laughs> so, you know. Pray for me out there, people. Anyway, so, Jerry, we have a lot of corporate people that that we interact with. And, again, I want to bring this back to one quick item before this we take a break here is, is the emphasis on volunteerism. It is so important to the success and impact of the food banks. And we get volunteers from two main sources, as I understand it. One would be from companies and corporations, and two would be from senior citizens. And so, I mean, just talk for a minute about that. Why, what, you know, how important is this to the work of the food banks across the state? Well, in order to do everything we do, there's an awful lot of, you know, hands on the ground that are needed. And if we don't get volunteers, we have to pay for that. And if we have to pay for that, it means we can't do the other things we need to do to create a food secure state. So, so at one point, I know that at Gleaners, we calculated the value of the volunteers as as equivalent to 60 full-time people in a wow. year, in a year, right? The equivalent of 60 full-time people. So, so you, you know, that's not... You multiply a, that across six other organizations. That's exactly right, who are also using a lot of volunteers to, to repack produce and to, to help sort and organize packages of food that need to go out to the community or, or any... There's actually, and even at mobile distribution. That's exactly right. All those places. And, and or to help people who, um, who are coming to get food in a lot of different ways navigate how they do that. So I just really think that uh, volunteers are one of the key, you know, couple things that food banking absolutely depends on. And without it, we could not do what we do. So we're saying to other companies and corporations out there, follow consumers example and get your folks out to a food bank to help so that that people are served efficiently and effectively across the state. And they will love it. They will have a great experience at all the food banks. You, you, you won't be sorry. Jerry and I are back to wrap up this edition of Food First Michigan in just a second. wrap up this uh, show today with uh, Carolyn Bloodworth and Kathy Wilson as our guests and the impact that Carolyn has certainly had across the state 
has been powerful. And she's such a delight to work with. I mean, there's just some people you can't wait to see. Carolyn has always been one of them. I'm sure we'll see her again. And my impression of Kathy is she's going to follow right in there. So looking forward to seeing her and understanding the delight that she will be to our universe. Well, time for a little food for thought. Aristotle said, the end of labor is to gain leisure. I think all of us who invest our lives in something that is bigger than we are want to leave situations better than we found them. We want our work to have mattered. We want to find both a measure of success and significance before we are finished. Finding leisure, enjoying life on this good earth, having a measure of peace, rest, and joy are all just as commendable pursuits as independence, purpose, and pride in what we do and who we become. Finding that balance, that rhythm to life, is too often like trying to hold water in your hands as it keeps slipping through. Carolyn Bloodworth found that rhythm, the place to have impact, purpose, and progress for people across the state while still investing or giving herself to the people closest to her. In this quest called life, we find a few truths to hang on to. We find a few pursuits that give us a chance at purpose and peace at the same time. And one of our truths here at Food First Michigan is helping everyone grasp the meaning and truth behind our mantra. Food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.